Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. So happy to be with y'all and very, very happy to talk about this topic today, Seven Gifts That Give You Everything. So I'm about to reveal seven things to you that will not only change your life, but will have a beautiful ripple effect on others and the world at large. And I was excited to be able to put this together and share this with you because by the time I'm done sharing all of this with you, uh, it's going to make complete sense. And I really feel like you could either use one or all of these gifts to truly uh, up-level the quality of your life. But before I do that, I want to share a few words with y'all about why listening to today's podcast is important. How often have you felt that you sometimes move through life robotically? Maybe, maybe it's every now and then, maybe it's every day, where you kind of coast and you really don't have variety in your day. You kind of just do the same things over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden, you realize that a year five years, 10 years, or 20 years have passed, and you believe that you've been living a mediocre existence, and you're looking back at your life, and you're saying, my God, where did life go? It passed so fast. When we don't have passion and purpose in our lives, this is exactly what happens. You, you do what's required to live out each day, but the way you're living life, it does very little or nothing to offer value to yourself or to others, you're surviving. And mediocrity is what you've resigned yourself to accept. You know what? You're not meant to live life as a numb human being. Maybe it's easier to kind of put your head in the sand uh, and ignore the fact that, you know what, you need to step up and uh, require more of yourself or that it would be important for you to deal with the things that are holding you back. Um, but you're not meant to live as a numb human being. You're not meant to feel lost and passionless in your life. You are not meant to feel that others others are luckier than you and that you always get the shit end of the stick. That is just not how life is supposed to be. Not at all. Each of us, and I mean this from my heart, y'all, because that's where I talk from, uh, because I know it for sure, each of us is meant to contribute to the greater good and We're supposed to enjoy life. And it's just that some of us have a harder time figuring out just how to do that in a way that gives us a sense of fulfillment and meaning. And like I said, fulfillment, really meaning, purpose, fulfillment, it it really is what everybody's searching for. If you really, really think about it, it's, we may want to accomplish things. We may want to have a house that we love. We may, may want to have and drive the car that we love. We, we may want to make all sorts of money. But you know what? Those are the means to the end. People feel like that overall, being fulfilled is what everyone is searching for. It's that sense of deep satisfaction in your life. 
And it really is, uh, fulfillment is the umbrella for love, for peace, for happiness, balance, passion, purpose, and all of those other things that we're all pretty desperate to have in our lives. Fulfillment. That is what each of us must aspire to have in our lives. I bet something inside of you is crying out to have a better life. I know for me, at different points in my life, I'm like, I know there's something better. Maybe I don't know how to get it. Maybe I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I have a sense. It's a life with more meaning, purpose, and fulfillment. Well, my friends, I'm about to tell you how to experience that. Here are the seven gifts that give you everything. Number one, giving thanks. Gratitude is evidence of the gift received. If you're open to the vortex to experience greater happiness in your life, then you need to cultivate gratitude in your life. Gratitude doesn't quote-unquote work, so to speak, when it's insincere. That's just pretending you're grateful for something when you harbor unexpressed disbelief. To be truly grateful and cultivate this within yourself, you have to take time out to connect with your heart and send out a genuine thanks to spirit in the universe for the gifts that you get. Time, health, money, job, family, love, help from others, opportunity, the ability to see, hear, smell, taste, touch, walk, breathe. Where you get your soul returned the following morning to get a chance at another day. I could go on and on and on about what you can be grateful for, but I think you get the picture. What we, we can receive much more uh, if we give thanks for what we already have. I have a ritual that I do each night before I go to sleep. And I cultivated this, as I began this about five years ago. And it really uh, has become one of the most beautiful habits I feel like I have developed. So every night as I shut off my TV, shut off my lights, turn my phone down, I get settled in my bed. And I turn to one side and I just start thanking God for everything. All the things that I listed to you, uh, in addition to be able to uh, talk to my family, I'm grateful for my friends, the ability to do what I love and create and give back on and on and on and on. And I do that until I truly cannot think of anything else. The socks on my feet, the shower that I have, the water to drink the nourishing food, new people that I meet, everything. And so once I do that, I'm done with that. And what gratitude does is it resets your subconscious to really focus on good stuff, changes your vibration, and I turn over and I go to sleep. That's my grateful ritual. Maybe perhaps you'll, you'll put that in play. You should try it. Or write in a journal every day about everything that you truly feel grateful for. Connect with your heart, connect with the energy of it, and write it down. Number two, giving away all of the stuff that clutters your life. It's true that when you clean out the physical clutter in your life, you shift the energy and allow for new things to come in. You can remove physical clutter, emotional clutter, fiscal clutter, spiritual clutter, and psychological clutter from your life. Those are the five spheres. When you let go of a relationship that doesn't serve you, 
when you leave situations that aren't working out for you, when you improve your eating and exercise habits, or literally clean out your living space, something amazing happens. It's almost as if you've signaled to the universe, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for more. All of a sudden, things start to shift within you, and as a result, your external, external world changes. Y'all, that's just how it works. Look at your life and see where you've collected too much stuff. Donate to charities the clothes that you haven't worn within the last year, the things that you kind of stuffed in your closet. Somebody can benefit from that. Look at the health of every aspect of your life. If you feel like something else needs to be shored up, or you need to go to the doctor, or you need to develop a new system, a new lifestyle, do it. Clean it up. Your relationships, your money, your debt, your emotional debt, whatever it is is preventing you from enjoying life, and whatever is getting in the way of allowing newness to enter your life, clean it up. And then notice what else changes in your life as well as how much better you feel about who you're becoming. Trust me, you'll be surprised. Number three, giving forth time, talent, treasure, and perhaps tithing. I did a, uh, an episode on tithing. Uh, it'd be very, very cool for you to go back and listen to that. I can't remember the number of that podcast, uh, but it's a real interesting take on tithing. And it does connect with some of the content here today. One day, I was waiting for a parking space in a busy parking lot. Cars were lined up behind me, and it was pouring. There was this man who was coming out of the store, and he was riding one of those motorized carts with his purchases in the car. And he had no umbrella, and he was getting soaked. And you know how slow those carts go. Like, there's no V6 engine on those carts. It's like one gear, and it's called slow. I tell you this story because... Uh, I want to tell you what happened. So here's this man in this cart pouring. Cars are lined up behind me. I'm waiting for a parking spot. So I was urged to get out of my car and run up to him. And uh, as he was approaching his car and say, let me help you load your stuff in the car. And I'm going to return the cart. So he was so grateful. I said, go ahead and get in your car. I loaded everything in. And I left my car running, kind of maybe, maybe that was stupid, I don't know. But I left my car running and I ran and I returned the cart and got back in my car completely soaked. And I can't begin to tell you how good I felt. And the other part of that is, is that I rarely tell people that story. It was enough for me to know that I did that. It was enough for me to know that I helped somebody else. It was a sacred experience for me to help somebody, to help this man. I didn't care about getting wet or how many people were behind me or who was getting mad because I was holding up traffic. It didn't matter. This man needed my help and I needed to help him. Giving to others, and I mean genuinely giving to others, is one of the most rewarding things you can do. You can get an immediate sense of fulfillment. Remember I talked about that. And you could get those feel-good feelings and you can contribute to improving the quality of somebody else's life. It doesn't take much. Giving your time, your talent, your money, your leadership, your resources, 
your love and compassion and kindness, a smile, opening the door up for somebody, paying the check, all these kinds of things. Like I can't even begin to tell you how many other examples there are. But I can't even imagine not doing those kinds of things because those things are the right things to do. I was speaking with someone the other day. We were talking about how important it is to offer real value in our work and in our personal lives, just like I hope I'm doing for you in this podcast. It's imperative for me as a human being and as a therapist to make sure that I'm giving to others everything that I possibly can to make their lives better. It's what I'm called to do. And it's what I know uh, that I need to experience and do to achieve that sense of fulfillment. Number four, giving up. All mind-body habits that aren't congruent with the vision that you have for your life. If you're like most people, you collect and oftentimes you keep people and things that were once purposeful and useful, but they've outlived their value in your life. But for some reason... You keep them around thinking that if you were to get rid of them, and again, these are people and things, uh, that you'd, you'd be kind of in incurable pain or without resource to do better in your life. Or maybe you realize, you know what, if I, if I create uh, an absence by getting rid of a person or a thing, what do I substitute in that space? Having been in that category and at that experience more times than I care to admit, where I've kept somebody around in my life that I was like, you know what? God, you offer me nothing. But for some reason, I held back and, and didn't cut the strings. Or I remained in a situation, or I kept things around in my, my general vicinity that kind of outlived their purpose. Um, I always felt the effects of that. So... One of the things that I always tell people is at some point in time, you're going to need to come face to face with your true and ultimate desires. And you're going to have to determine who and what can stay and who and what needs to go. That only falls on you. I always tell my clients, you need to have tunnel vision when it comes to meeting goals and achieving the kind of things that you want to achieve in your life. Otherwise, everything will be a distraction And you'll never get where you want to go and become who you want to become. If you're in a relationship that isn't healthy, if you're in a job that is sucking the lifeblood out of you every day, if you're sitting on the couch wishing your life would be different, then here is what I say to you. Give up what isn't working in your life and everything and anything that isn't helping you move forward. Give up the limiting beliefs that keep you small the nasty controlling addiction to food, sex, drugs, or alcohol. Give up allowing distractions to prevent you from being uber productive each day and being your best self. I know that sounds like a big task. For anybody to give up the things that they depend on to feel something is huge. And most people don't know how. Yeah, it's easier for me to say give up the smoking, give up all of these things, the, uh, the soothing with food, drugs, give up the wine, give up, uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends. But if you really think about it, again, you give up what you don't need. It makes room for the things that are there to serve you to be a better version of yourself. So let it go. It's time and you know it.
Five, forgiving. Forgiving yourself and anyone else who quote-unquote owes you every day without exception. I remember a number of months ago, uh, I posted a quote on Facebook, and it profoundly struck me. And it went something like this. See if this makes sense to you. It takes energy and attention every day to stay angry. You have to do that all the time. To forgive, you only need to do it once. How powerful is that? I mean, let that sink in, y'all. I'm going to say the quote again. It takes energy and attention every day to stay angry. It takes a lot of it. You have to do it all the time to maintain that feeling. You have to find evidence. You have to connect with the feeling. And you have to do that emotion every day of righteous anger. But to forgive, to truly forgive yourself and anyone else, you only have to do that once. To hold on to anger resentment is a burden that falls on the carrier only. It doesn't matter how much unforgiveness is in your heart. You will never, ever, ever punish the other person uh, to whom it's directed. Or anywhere near Uh, They will never experience the degree of punishment that you do from holding on to um, unresolved, unforgiven emotions. Unforgiveness will destroy you. It's going to rob you of your happiness and it will limit you from creating joy in your life. It never pays back the pain that was caused by someone. It may keep you in a faulty sense of protection from future hurt but it will never help you heal and grow and be happy. Live as if you will never get the I'm sorry that you want. You have to. Because you know what? When you experience pain, the only way to let it go is for you to do that. Somebody may come up to you and say, you know what? I'm so sorry. I really really hurt you and I, I apologize for that. And the position that would be important for you to be in at that point is in a position of, you know what, I've already let that go. I've forgiven myself for carrying it around. And I realize that you're limited. Meaning, maybe you say this all in your head. And so you're able to accept the apology. When I was in college, my first year of college, I had a roommate um, and I, uh, we chose each other. We had been friendly. We'd known each other uh, over years time, kind of maybe grew up in the same circles. And we thought it'd be a good, um, it would be a good decision to share uh, a dorm room together. Well, it started out well, and then it turned out kind of pretty poorly. Um, Unfortunately, uh, this girl that I room with, she got caught up in some really tough stuff. She started to do drugs and hang out some really sketchy people. And what ended up happening is that as she was high on cocaine and all the stuff that she did, she made my life a living hell. She would come in in the middle of the night, wake me up, turn the lights on. She would steal my stuff. She would torment me. You know, I couldn't, I had to lock everything up. Uh, Even one night I forgot to lock up potato chips and she took them and she was, I was, is the middle of the night and she was rustling the bag right near my ear and chewing loudly and doing all sorts of crazy stuff because she was on drugs. And, uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. So finally I moved out. Turns out 
that about maybe about 20 years later, I ended up running into her at a friend of mine's uh, event. And we were hanging out. And by that time, I had already kind of let things go. I knew that she had hit a hit a tough patch and I can understand where she was a lot better. And a beautiful thing happened is that we were kind of hanging out in the pool and she came up to me and she was in tears and she said, I am so sorry for how I treated you. And, um, and I said to her, I said, you know what, I, I've already forgiven you and thank you so much for having the courage to apologize to me. It means a lot. And ever since then, it's been really, really nice. We see each other, you know, neither of us forget what happens, but neither of us feel compelled to stay in the stay in the past. And so forgiveness is huge. So live as if you're never going to get the sorry you want and be able to work through and let go of the things that uh, keep you angry and stuck. Number six, giving to yourself. I love this one. Giving to yourself first because you can't give what you don't have. Right? I mean, really, y'all know this. Those of those of you who really feel like, and there's so many of us who feel like that they work so hard with genuine intention to give to others. Um, and then sometimes you just tap out. I can't begin to emphasize this enough. You cannot get water from a well this dry. And you can't give what you don't have to give. So you got to fill yourself up with everything you need to be the best version of yourself. There is no valiance in martyrdom. That's a crock of shit. So if you think that just because uh, you are being this um, uh, uh, Mother Teresa uh, and, uh, you know, people need to acknowledge that and then you get bitter when people don't give back, that's uh, that's truly a, a very uh, non-genuine, don't even know if that's the right word, uh, way of showing up and giving yourself martyrdom is is uh, is fraudulent in my opinion. So it's important for you to really take time out for yourself. Five minutes even for a breather in the bathroom stall at work can really preserve your sanity. Rest when you need to. Read a good book. Take a warm bath. Go for a run. Go have fun. Check out from the world to recoup your energy. Give to yourself what you so easily give to others. That's the way to live. Number seven, giving in. Letting go of trying to make things happen. This is, many of y'all know this concept, similar to surrender. But most of us never learn this lesson. We're not taught this. We're not taught how to be in flow. Most of us are really taught to push and to work hard and to achieve and to test limits. So we don't really ever learn this lesson. I didn't, let alone learn it early enough to reclaim all the efforts from the past that we've made to control the outcomes in our lives. Heads up, y'all. You cannot control much of anything except what you take in, what you ingest, what you expel, what you think, feel, and do. That's it. Those five things. Outside of that, your sphere of influence is incredibly non-existent. This doesn't mean that you avoid partnership with the universe to create what you want, nor does it mean that you avoid taking responsibility for your behavior and taking actions to make the necessary changes you need to make. No, it doesn't mean giving up and expecting the universe to provide for you. What it does, it, it just means stop holding on so strong 
Do your part, right? It means that you stop trying to force the outcome. It'll be what it'll be, but you need to do your due diligence and participate fully in your life by being your best self with love and compassion and let whatever happens, happens and grow from it. You're going to get what you need every single time you let go. I hope today's episode has provided a few ways for you to really feel good about your life. There's so many ways that we can contribute to the greater good. And sweetie, it all starts with you. If you've benefited from this and other podcast episodes, please hop over to iTunes and do a rating and uh, write a quick review. I'd love it. I'm so grateful for everybody who's already done that. And for everybody who's spreading the word, I mean, it's so cool. It's just, um, it's really catching fire and I'm so excited. If you'd like a reading, I do readings for people all around the world. I just did one for somebody who was in Australia, for somebody who was in India. I mean, it's just really, really cool. Energy is energy and I can connect with anybody's energy um, anytime. So reach out to me. Uh, If you're ready to really do some uh, significant, massive changes in your life, if you're really, really ready to invest time, energy, and money, right? Reach out. The investment is well beyond what you could imagine the worth to be. Reach out to me, 404-558-3971. Email me, Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. It would be my pleasure to serve you. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, And as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 